a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. And as always, we've got a lot of ground to cover on the fastest 60 minutes of radio as we try to slow things down, divide the rage from the reason. Elevate the conversation, connect the dots, and help you make the news make sense today. And uh, as always, there is a lot of it. Uh, we are uh, waiting momentarily. Uh, they have uh, postponed a little bit the uh, Big Four hearing in the Senate Judiciary Committee today. And uh, we're going to have some uh, really unique insight on that coming up here at 1120. Mark Johnson, uh, author of uh, Lead from the Future, uh, also uh, just wrote a piece for the Harvard Business Review Talking about these big four companies, uh, as you look at Facebook, as you look at Amazon, Google, uh, those that are are going to appear before the Senate uh, committee, the House committee today as well. Um, As we we hear that testimony, a lot of that has to do with antitrust efforts and monopolies. uh, And he has a completely different angle in terms of what he hopes to hear today. And so, again, we'll be joined by Mark Johnson coming up at 1120. You don't want to miss that today. Uh, Also, a lot happening. uh, The president on uh, his way down to Texas today, he uh, paused, as he often enjoys doing, and talked to the media with the roar of uh, Marine One, the helicopter uh, waiting for him to to whisk him off uh, to get on Air Force One and head down to Texas. Uh, As was just noted, uh, Louis Gomer, Representative Gomer from Texas, who was scheduled to fly with the president today, uh, was tested at the White House, uh, was positive for coronavirus. So that puts an interesting twist on the uh, president's journey down to Texas today. Uh, and it, it puts uh, front and center uh, the debate that is going on in Washington, D.C., as it relates to the, the new stimulus bill. And uh, there is wide disagreement <laughs> on this package uh, from both the Democrats and from the Republicans uh, in terms of what is in it, what is not, why it's there, why it matters, and what it's actually going to do to help the American people. Uh, the president uh, fielded a number of questions uh, around uh, that particular issue. Uh, but, of course, he uh, he started by simply saying the Democrats and Nancy Pelosi uh, are focused on the wrong things. The Democrats are not taking care of the people. Nancy Pelosi takes care of herself, but she doesn't take care of anyone else. So, again, a lot of the the typical rhetoric, uh, Nancy Pelosi, of course, was already firing at the president in terms of uh, his pandemic and uh, all of the problems there that the president and the Republican package doesn't go far enough. Uh, Remember, the House passed a three trillion dollar version not too long ago. And uh, now we've got this one coming out of the Senate. Uh, but there are even disputes amongst the Republicans as it relates to what is in the bill. And one of the the big sore spots of contention uh, and one that I know actually spilled into the Republican lunch yesterday. Those are always fascinating meetings behind closed doors. 
Uh, it's a chance for all of the Republican senators to get together and talk about issues and strategy and so on. Uh, but there clearly are disagreements in terms of what is in that bill. And one thing in particular that I know bothered a lot of Republicans was the fact that there was some significant funding in the bill that had nothing to do with coronavirus uh, or the economy or what's going on right now, the crisis itself. But it actually included funding for a new FBI building. Uh, You have that in the bill. It should stay. People have wanted a new FBI building now for 15 or 20 years. So the president still uh, wants that in the bill. I just don't know how you can justify that in a bill that is supposed to be about coronavirus. Uh, I don't care if they need the building or not. Uh, They can deal with that separately. And this is the great problem in Washington that we keep coming back to is we get these must-pass bills. Remember, both the House and the Senate are scheduled to go on recess at the end of this week uh, for their August recess. And recess is not really an accurate term. Usually it is uh, really an in-state work period. Uh, And most of them... Uh, traditionally have worked during that period. They'll usually take a week or so off uh, for for family time, uh, but often they spend it uh, traveling around the state. And, of course, that will be different this year. We'll, we'll probably see more teletown halls uh, popping up uh, from the members of Congress and from the Senate. Uh, so they, they will be out of session, though, um, through August. Uh, so things have to get done this week. And so you have this must-pass bill on a critical issue facing the country. And so what do we do? We just start stuffing it with stuff. Uh, and that's wrong. And so the, the members of the Republican Party that are calling out their own party uh, and Mitch McConnell in particular, who is just saying, no, we don't have time to debate any of this. We don't have time to amend any of this. We don't we can't go through regular order and process. We just have to pass the bill uh, before we go on recess. Uh, this is classic Washington. And I guarantee you, you're going to see for the next 48 hours, you're going to see a lot of fake fights. You're going to see false choices presented from the Republicans. Mitch McConnell will lead those saying we have to do this uh, or, you know, we're going to go off the cliff and the economy is going to unravel and businesses are going to fail. And the the Democrats are going to say the same thing that we have to get this done. Uh, Republicans don't care about the people. They're going to have this fake fight and they're going to go back and forth. Meanwhile, Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell and Nancy Pelosi, uh, along with Kevin McCarthy, uh, the the dreaded foursome, uh, they could start their own law law firm. Uh, They're working at a different deal that will be the must pass, have to do. And it will, again, also be filled with a whole lot of things, uh, including the FBI building. Uh, And that is the problem in Washington, because we're doing everything by crisis. We're doing everything at the last minute. And so then there really isn't any opportunity for real debate in front of the American people. There's no opportunity to amend, which is what is supposed to happen. We elect these people to legislate, which means to debate, compromise, promote, add and and get it done. And it's not happening. Because it's all centered in this big must-pass bill that's going to have all this stuff shoved into it uh, that we just don't understand. Uh, The president also took a little shot, uh, interestingly, uh, in some of the things that Nancy Pelosi had put into the House bill that dealt with a lot of cities that are run by Democrats. They want big bailout money for Democrats that ran cities terribly. Their cities are going down the tubes. You look at Portland. You look at what's going on in Seattle. So, again, he's saying, hey, you know, the, the stimulus money, this relief and, and recovery package 
should not be about bailing out cities or even states uh, that have not been run properly. Yeah, it is the, you know, why should Utah have to bail out uh, California and New York and uh, cities like Chicago and Detroit? Uh, we shouldn't. And so these bills, we have to get back to a regular order process where we can deal with only the things that are germane to the bill, things that must be in a bill that relate to the bill uh, and not all this other stuff. So I disagree with the president in, in the FBI building being in there. I disagree with the Democrats on a host of things that they're jamming into their uh, legislation from the House side. Uh, and as I said before, we'll continue to watch and monitor this, but we're going to see about another 48 hours of just fake fights and false choices. And then everybody will get together, uh, as I mentioned yesterday with Tim and Amanda, uh, about Thursday afternoon, maybe maybe even into Friday this week, uh, the jet engines will start to fire up at uh, Reagan International Airport. And those jet fumes somehow waft across the Potomac and they create this great spirit of compromise. <laughs> so everything gets done, and they'll take a vote, and they'll go on their uh, August recess. Uh, and that's how that's going to play out. So we'll continue to watch it. We'll see what comes in, what goes out. Uh, as I mentioned, we're also keeping our eye very closely on what's coming in terms of the hearing in the Judiciary Committee today, uh, talking about the big four. And we're going to dive into that next. Really excited. This was a last-minute opportunity. We were able to get Mark Johnson an author of Leading from the Future, and uh, a great piece in Harvard Business Review today talking about these big four companies, what their value is, you know, what are the challenges in terms of uh, some of the uh, monopoly uh, things that they have in place, how big is too big, uh, and what are they really going to use it for. And so it's going to be a fascinating conversation. So we're going to go ahead and step aside. When we come back, Mark Johnson will join us. We'll do a little preview of the hearing coming up in the Judiciary Committee. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do? in the face of an international disaster decades in the making. That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.